muck, dirt, and God knows what. But you can get out of the hole. You don't have to stay in it. You can get out of the hole and you can go, I ain't going home. I've had enough of that. Or you can get out of the hole and go, do you know what? I'm going to win this race. And if I don't win it, I'm at least going to finish it because they're not going to talk about me. And that one on me right, I'm going to trip him up when I get near the end. Yeah? You have to decide to go. You have to decide to keep going. And you have to realize that God's in it with you. That you're not on your own. How nice would it have been if someone had to come along to Taylor, and I don't know if this happened, and said, come on, i get you out of the hole. And pull you up out of it and wash you down and clean you up and give you new runners and new kit and say, go on, running again. Because that's what God does to us when we fall down a hole. He doesn't leave us in the hole. He comes over and drags us out of it. Washes us down, wipes us up, fix our cuts and says, come on, let's go. You can still run. You can still win. Do you know the amazing thing? No one can beat you in your race. Because it's only your race. The only way you can lose your race is to stop running. No one else can beat you. The only way this stops is when you stop. You stop pushing into God. You stop moving forward with his plan for your life. You stop doing whatever he's called you to do. And you go, nah, I'm having a break. I'm over here. I'm not doing this. I've had enough. And you lose the race. But you keep going. You keep trying. You keep falling into the hole. You keep picking you back up out of the hole. The difference is you have to put your hand up and say, get me. And he will. And he pulls us out of the hole. To get there, I need to keep going. I need to fix my eyes. I need to focus. I need to move. I need to risk. I need to trust. And I need to listen to God and not people. Because I want to tell you something. Since we started this, and long before we started this, I have had nothing but a constant stream of people telling me that we're never going to do it, it's never going to work, and you're the wrong person for the job. And if I listened to all of them, then nothing of what we've talked about would have happened. And I'm not trying to say any of this to say I'm a great fella, because I'm not. Of all years, I know who I am and what I am. But I'll tell you what I am. I'm called by God. I'm anointed by God to do what I'm doing. I'm told by God to go and do it. And I've been resourced by God to do it. Every single thing we needed to do what we're doing, he has given us. Everything. Every single thing. Let me read two scriptures for you. If I can find my glasses. Everything he, I needed except good eyesight. I had that. Oh, there they are. I put them on the chair. Sorry. Although I had good eyesight when I started. When we were when we were in that year of praying, two thousand and ten. If you're ever knocking around Christians, I know for some of you this is the first time ever here, but if you're ever knocking around Christians, you might hear some of them going, God said something to me, and you're going, what? Right? But a lot of times we read something like this. You could read it, this is the Bible, you could read it 20 times, and it means nothing to you. And then you just read it one day, and something just jumps out. And you go, Jane, you That means so much more than normal. 
When we were in that period of 2010 and we were praying for starting hope and not knowing what it was going to be and how were we going to do and we'd no money and we'd all of this stuff. This, I read this and this really struck out to me and I have a wrote in a journal that I kept at the time. This is when Moses was leading the Israelites out of Egypt. And it's from a book in the, in the, in the Bible called Exodus 12. And he's after telling them how to leave and all the rest of it. And then he had told them to ask all the Egyptians for money when he was leaving. He said, ask them all for their silver and gold and everything else as you're leaving. And the Israelites did as Moses instructed and asked the Egyptians for articles of silver and gold and for clothing. And the Lord had made the Egyptians favorably disposed towards the people and they gave them what they asked for so they plundered the Egyptians. Okay? I'm going to put that into modern day English for me. Brian, does people in the world have everything you need for to make hope happen? Ask them. They'll give it to you. Because I'm going to tell them to give it to you. And even if they don't know me, I'm still going to tell them to give it to you. And they will. I want to tell you something. Nearly everything that is in this building has been given to us by people who don't even say they're Christians. Nearly everything. We have rooms down there with furniture, TVs, multimedia sets, anything you can think of that we needed that was on our wish list for getting this building. And I had literally had people knocking at my door going, heard you got a building, would you like this? Would you like that? I know someone who has this, can, you, can that any go to you? We got, um, Dan was asking me about what we'd tell you up there, I'd watch Sky Sports when we're doing the service, right? But we had this telly, it was a 30 inch telly, wanted to put a telly in the boardroom, and we... We had a telly there one night, and a guy, Justin, who was here at the time, said, are you going to put that on the wall? I was going, yeah. And he said, that's grand. I said, I'd like a bigger one because it's a bit small for there. And this girl who was in the room, who'd only been here twice, said, I have a 55-inch telly at home. Do you want it? And I was going, how much do you want for it? She said, no, I don't want money. I just don't know. Do you want it? And I went, yeah. Do you want the little one? She said, no, I don't want it. Come down to the house. You can have the telly. Who gives you a 55-inch telly? That's only met you twice. God made people favorably disposed towards us. Like the man came up here after the first carol service saying, can I meet you next week? I want to bring you to three places. I have a load of stuff you can use for this. We filled the van four times with stuff he gave us. Beds, furniture, fridges, freezers, you name it. All for free. The probation that was. There was a guy came in here, Cathy gave us a link into the probation. And they came. They gave us six months of free workers to get the place ready and then brought us into a probation office that was closing down and we stripped it and got tons of stuff out of it. Let me read one other scripture to you that meant something to me as well at the time. It's from the same book and it's Moses talking to God. And he said, if your presence doesn't go with us, don't send us up from here. How will anyone know that you're pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? I spoke a couple of weeks ago about a thing called presence, about carrying the presence of God and realizing the presence of God is with you wherever you go. Bernie spoke about it last week. I loved the analogy she used. When I was a child, I had a childlike thing about God being with me. So when I went to the loo, I used to say, will you wait out there? Okay? That's how close God is. That's how real. That's how real he's been to us. For me, anyone can set up a community center in Crumlin. Anyone. There are several old folks meetings and clubs and all kinds of things happening in this area. But yet, anyone who ever came to the Younger Heart said there's something different about this one. 
and they wanted this one. And when it stopped, they were on to Cathy. Why can't we have it? Why can't we have it? And the difference was the presence of God. There's several people doing different outreaches and all kinds of stuff around this area, and they're doing great work. But the difference we have is the presence of God. The difference we have is the presence of God. And we carry that with us, in us. And, and there's this thing, I saw this, um, a picture, you know the one that says, stop me, Craig, just go on. This one. I saw this as a, as a picture, and I couldn't get the picture to work on the slide, so I typed it up instead. But it says, you can watch me, mock me, block me, or join me. What you can't do is stop me. And here's the reality of it. God's planted this congregation, this group of people, this idea into this community for to make a difference in Crumlin and to bring people into a relationship with Jesus. And I'm going to say that over hope. That you can mock it. You can fight it. You can block it. You can give out about it. You can gossip about it. You can do whatever you want about it. But you will not stop the working of God. Because he has a plan for this area and he loves the people of this area and he wants to see them in a relationship with him. And he wants to see them set free from all the stuff that's been wrecking their lives and their homes and their marriages and their kids and everything else that's been going on for the years that I've lived here. He wants to see a stop to what religion has done to this area. He wants to see a stop to what crimes do into the area. He wants to see a stop to what alcoholism and addiction and all the other things are doing and have done to the area. And he's called you and he's called me to be part of that plan. So where to from here? Where to from here? I really believe our best days are still ahead. I really believe that God has a plan and a race for each and every individual in this room. And there was a very wise man called Gary Davidson said to me one time, Brian, it's always too soon to quit. Always too soon to quit. So I'm going to ask you, have you quit? Or are you thinking of quitting? Because if you are, I want to say to you, it's too soon. And I don't just mean in relation to hope, I mean in relation to your life. Your personal life, where you're at right now. Have you quit or are you ready to quit? Because today is not the day to quit. Today is the day to press in and push on and find a vision for your life that's worth living for. Find something, and if it's not here in hope, well then go find it somewhere else. But find something to spend your life on that's bigger than you. Find something to spend your life on that's going to make a difference in this world that we live in. Go join a charity. Go join a club. Do something. Go on a trip with some humanitarian organization or a mission trip or a church. But do something. It's going to make a difference. Pump your life into something and run the race that you were made for. You can't run my race and I can't run yours. And if we get into our heads that I have a race that I have to run. I don't have to be worried about comparing myself to anyone else. Whether they're more popular, richer, poorer, better looking, taller, skinnier, whatever. 
I don't have to think about any of that stuff because I'm not called to live their life. I'm called to live mine. And so are you. So you don't have to let comparison rob you anymore and stop you anymore. You just have to be the best you that you can be. We saw a brilliant video yesterday morning. I showed, it was talking about conception and babies. And I said that within the first six days or six minutes or something of conception, that a baby's DNA track is created. Unique. Never before and never will be again. We're in the first couple of minutes of you coming into existence. Your DNA was uniquely created. And for the rest of your life, your DNA will be unique. No one else will ever have the same thing. No one else is ever going to have the life you have to live. No one else is ever going to be in your head when you try and put your head in the pillow at night time. No one else is going to be in your belly when it's full of fear. Only you. But Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit can be in your belly with you. And Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit can give you strength to do everything you've been called to do. So that you can sit there and you can go, you know what, you can mock me and block me and do all you want to, but you're not going to stop me. Because I know who I am. I'm a child of God. And if you're not a child of God, or you don't think or know whether you're a child of God or not, don't leave today without finding out. Because you have a great chance to be introduced to him today. And one of us will sit and talk you through that and pray with you if you want. But don't miss the opportunity. This has been a very kind of different, I know, kind of talk to what I'd normally do. But it's a very different day. Most churches don't survive the first two years. They close down. To have survived this long is a miracle. There are many things that we would have loved to do different and see different. But there are many things we are eternally grateful for, for what God's done. And I want to ask you today to genuinely look in your own heart and go, God, what is my race? What have you called me to do? Where have you called me to be? Where have you called me to go? Where have you called me to to interact with people? In what way? Whether it's in business or in politics or in work or in community or in church, every one of you have a plan and and a purpose for your life. And every one of you have a race to run. And I want to encourage you to to take a minute. Just now, I'm going to shut up and say, take a minute and just ask God, where's my race? Where's my race? And then I'll come back and and I'll pray and then we'll be dismissed. And I'm sorry I've gone over a little bit. Just take a minute.
scripture tells us, For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. We are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. The first video we showed today was called The Fight Song. There's a line in that song that struck me from the minute I heard it. It says, I might only have one match, but I can cause an explosion. You might only have one match, but you can cause an explosion. And the second video was of that deaf girl. And I thought, man, if she can come back from that, any of us can come back from anything. And she's not even up there saying, God help her. She's just saying she did it. And her song, listen to her song again. Go home and listen to it on YouTube. She said, I'm fed up getting used to settling. Because I was made for more. You were made for more. You're created to do amazing things. You were created to have a life. Not survive, to have a life. So Father, today I pray that, that whatever words I spoke were of you, that you would just sear them into our hearts. And if I spoke words that was just me, just let them fall to the ground and be forgotten, Lord, as we leave this place. But Lord, I pray that every person in this room or within the sound of my voice will know that you have a plan for their life and it's a plan to prosper them and not to harm them, a plan to do them good. That you have created them to do stuff. You've created them to to be part of your plan to bless this world. Every single one of us. So today as we leave this place, I pray in Jesus' name that they would know That they are in the place where you have placed them. That they are in the circle of people that you have placed them with. And that if they will trust you, you will bring them through whatever they're going through. If they have fallen into a hole, that you will pick them up. If they need strength, you'll give them strength. If they need courage, you'll give them courage. If they need power, you'll give them power. If they need money, you'll give them money. Whatever miracle they need, Lord. Lord, I pray a blessing over each and every person in this room. I ask you to be with them this week. I ask you to fill them with your Holy Spirit. I ask them to let them know. I ask you to let them know that they are held in your arms and held in your bosom all this week. That they will just know the love and the grace of the living God. And Lord, I pray we would celebrate all you have done. And I ask you to bless the party next week. Let's have a ball. Let's have a hoolie. Let's have a great time. And Lord, bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you. In Jesus' name.